friends, happy 2024. I am so excited that you are starting a new year with us. I am Sandra Peoples and this is episode 82. Today I'm sharing 24 goal ideas for 2024. My hope is that you'll pick a few from the list and take steps to make them happen in your church. This episode is packed with ideas, but it's also packed with links. So let me remind you right now that you can find a transcript and all the links at keyministry.org slash podcast. You won't want to miss the resources that I'm going to share. Let's jump into the ideas. I hope that you will feel as excited as I do about the new year. Okay, number one, remember we're going all the way to 24. Number one, connect with other ministry leaders. Ministry can feel really lonely, especially when you're in a unique role like inclusion ministry. But there are lots of opportunities to connect with other ministry leaders in person or online. You can start with our roundtable and idea share Zoom meetings. Go to keyministry.org slash events for future dates and details. Number two, read a helpful book. There are so many great books in our field, from devotional books to families to books on theology of disability. I have an Amazon page with book suggestions that I use in the classes that I teach at Liberty on disability ministry. So you can check that out in the show notes and you can pick a title or two to read this year. Number three, let's start earlier than we think we should, rethinking VBS. It is never too early to start planning for summer events like VBS. So take time in the next couple of months to evaluate last year and make a plan for changes for this year. Think about your like registration form, your sensory class, your floater buddies, uh, the sensory support items that you offer like fidgets and stuff. Um, or like our church, you may even want to think about creating an alternative or an additional VBS for kids and teens with disabilities. You could even collaborate with other churches in your area to plan it. But the key is to start thinking about that now or at least by March. Number four, take advantage of new resources. So I've been in disability ministry for like over a decade, and I am still finding new and helpful resources. Um, and one that I plan to take advantage of this year is videos from Wonderful Works. That's wonderfulworks.net. Uh, they are, I mean, I've been familiar with Barbara's work for a long time, but I just didn't know how vast her <laughs> resource library was videos that cover so many topics. So that's something that I'm doing this year is taking advantage of a new to me resource. Um, but there's lots of resources out there that you may not know of, but the more you talk with other people and get familiar with them, you can take advantage of them too. Number five, participate in a conference, either in person or online. Of course, we would love to see you in Orlando in May for Disability in the Church. There truly is nothing like being together with hundreds of other ministry leaders who have the same calling and passion you do. But even if you can't make it in person, you can plan to watch the videos that we'll share online. That way you still get to benefit from the great content. You can check out the details at keyministry.org slash DATC 2024. 
Okay, number six, uh, give a gift to the Night to Shine participants who come to your church. Okay, so it could be Night to Shine. It could be another prom that you do. But if your church hosts one of those, consider giving a gift to the participants who come. This may be some family's only chance to hear the gospel or to even be in a church this year. I recommend Amy Minkin's book. It's called Heart Recharge. You can find it on Amazon or you can learn more about it on the Meekins website, which is champions for the number four parents.com. Amy wrote the book herself, and I think it would just be the perfect gift to other teenagers and young adults with disabilities to be an encouragement to them. Number seven, supplement your curriculum. So no matter what curriculum you use, there may be times that you want to supplement it with additional activities or try something new. So I have three options to share for you and our church uses uh, supplements from all three of them. So the first one, theadaptedword.com. The second one, specialneedsministryresources.com. And then the third one, one that you're probably familiar with because uh, we're such good friends with the Ability Ministry team and it is abilityministry.com. So they offer either uh, curriculum that you can use, uh, visual resources, Ability Ministry even has videos that go along with their curriculum. They do uh, baptism workbook and baptism videos that are super helpful. So no matter what curriculum you use, why don't you just explore something new? Try these three sites and see if anything that they produce would be helpful for your participants. Number eight, create an email list for families and communicate with them once a month or so. So one of my favorite things about disability ministry is that it's truly whole family ministry. We serve and support everyone in the entire family. I grew up as a sibling uh, to somebody with a disability, and so I know how important that is. And so that's why it is helpful to have an email list of the family so you can communicate updates about your ministry and church events and opportunities. So many of our families may sneak out of the service early to pick up their kids and miss the announcements. So let's make sure we're communicating with them so they feel like part of the church family. Number nine, this is another one that's on our to-do list this year. It is evaluate the guest experience. So I personally, I want to think about maybe creating a social story about coming to church, recording a welcome video, adding reserved parking, making sure there's adequate signage, updating our online registration form. Essentially, I'm just going to pretend like I'm visiting our church for the first time uh, with my son with a disability and figure out how I would navigate all that and if I would know where to go and who to talk to. And then I'm going to make the changes that, that would need to be made. Number 10, plan a disability ministry Sunday. So in uh, I work for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention and on the second Sunday in July, we have disability ministry Sunday. So churches around the state celebrate that in different ways. Uh, they might use it as an opportunity to share a testimony from a family. They may invite the teenagers and adults with disabilities to serve in a new way on that Sunday. However they want to do it, that is the Sunday to really enjoy and highlight our ministry area. So 
you would need to probably start planning that pretty early, get it on your church's calendar and figure out who all you need to talk to about making that happen at your church, whether you do it on the second Sunday in July like we do, or you pick another time of the year. Number 11, collaborate with another ministry leader in your church. Now, we all know that disability ministry doesn't happen in a silo. We are potentially supporting participants in every ministry at the church. And it really helps to check in with other ministry leaders to ask if they need help or new ideas. For example, check in with your youth or next-gen pastor occasionally, especially before uh, the students are moving from children's ministry to youth ministry. That's a great time to check in with your youth minister and say, hey, here's the ways that we've supported this student when he was in children's ministry. Here are our ideas for youth ministry and just know we are here to help you if you have any questions. Number 12, halfway there. Uh, number 12, get gifts for your volunteers. So these gifts, they don't have to be big, but they can really mean a lot. I like Dayspring for gift ideas. It's dayspring.com. They have great sales and they have discounts when you buy in bulk. So this year I even took advantage of the Christmas clearance prices and I already got gifts for our volunteers for next Christmas. So even if you're getting a candy bar or a coffee gift card or something like that, just anything that you can do for your volunteers that that communicates how important they are to the ministry and how much you appreciate them. Okay, number 13, clean out the ball pit. Oh, I know this isn't our favorite thing, um, but it really needs to probably happen more often than it's happening. If you're really feeling organized, put a date on the calendar and clean it out more often than you do now, whether that's uh, once a month or twice a month, depending on how many different kids are using your ball pit. I like to do it on when our kids are there on a Sunday, we'll dump all the balls out and play with them in that room. And then I'll go back on Sunday afternoon and clean them and put them all back in. So it is fun for the kids to get to dump all those balls out and, and have fun with it too. Okay, number 14, update the participants' ISPs. So an ISP is an individualized spiritual plan. And if you use those for your ministry participants, it's helpful to update them once a year. We review ours over the summer as our kids and teens move up a grade and they may be changing classes. So if the idea of an ISP is new to you, go to the show notes, click the link, and there's a post that has all of the details. Okay, number 15, Add an outreach event. If you don't do any outreach events, you can start with one idea. If you already do something, you may want to add something else. For example, if you do respite nights at your church, so you're inviting people to come to your church, consider doing an event that's community-based, like a sensory-friendly movie. So you're going to them instead of asking them to come to you. So in the show notes, I link to two posts, and they both have ideas for outreach events uh, that other churches have tried and really enjoyed. Okay, number 16, create or update family care plans. Remember, our ministry is whole family focused. So, so it is helpful to have family care plans when a family faces a hard time and we want to be able to help. Now, if this idea is new to you, again, go to the show notes and there's a link there to a post that has all of the details. 
Number 17, and this is a a good one, especially if your ministry has existed for a long time at your church. Um, Number 17 is host a training for other churches in your area. If your church has experience in disability ministry, consider hosting a training for other churches. You could start with a topic like supporting kids and teens with invisible disabilities, because every church has kids with autism, ADHD, anxiety, and other invisible diagnosis that impact their ability to participate participate in children's ministry and youth ministry. So if you can do that at your church and invite other children's ministers, youth ministers, family ministers in churches that are either in your denomination, in your other churches of any denomination in your town, in your association, however you guys kind of organize your churches, reach out to them, offer something like this so that you are not the only church who's able to welcome these families. Number 18, create a playlist for your ministry that you share with uh, the parents and caregivers of the participants in your ministry. So if you listen to the same songs each week in your class, create a playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever you think your families would use the most, and send the links to those families so that they can listen at home too. It's a good way to kind of bridge that gap between church and home. Number 19, add a universal size changing table. There are many families who wouldn't be able to attend church if this wasn't an option. And even if those families don't attend your church now, you don't want to give them any reason not to. So our friends at Ability Ministry can help you learn more about how important they are and they even offer grants to make them more affordable. And that link is in our show notes. Okay, number 20. This is another one we're doing uh, in in the state of Texas. Uh, CPI training. So this is uh, for our ministry participants who tend to be aggressive or self-interest. And that is my son. He can have those tendencies. And so many families like mine have members that can be aggressive or self-interest. And it helps us feel safer when the ministry volunteers have training on how to de-escalate stressful situations and keep everybody safe. So through the SBTC, that I work for, we are bringing Doc Hunsley from SOAR Special Needs uh, down to do a training for our churches that want to take advantage of it. And you can contact Doc to learn more about it. And it is soarspecialneeds.org. And you can learn about all the cool things that SOAR does. Okay, 21. Create a scholarship fund for families to attend Johnny and Friends Family Retreats. So attending the Johnny and Friends Family Retreat in Louisiana last summer was a huge highlight for our family. Our son James asks to go back like at least once a week. I wish that every family could experience what it's like to be there, uh, but many can't because of the cost. So your church could consider creating a scholarship fund that members can donate to so families in your church have help attending. Number 22, recruit more teens. Okay, we know we all need more volunteers, and the teens in your church may be a great resource. At our church, they can serve as buddies and be part of our reverse inclusion class. VBS is a great time, actually, to recruit and train teens to support kids with disabilities, and then you'll be ready for the new school year in the fall with more people in your volunteer rotation. Number 23, add mental health support. Churches have taken huge steps in the area of mental health support recently, and I hope and pray that this continues. But many of us need resources and ideas for how to help. Thankfully, 
Key Ministry offers mental health consultations. You can email Catherine Boyle, and that's Catherine with a C, at Catherine at keyministry.org, and she will be happy to set up a consultation with you. And number 24, this is our last one. Think about who you aren't prepared to welcome and take some steps to be ready. So, for example, would the greeters at your church know what to do if someone came in with a support dog? Or if someone needed a sign language interpreter and they emailed the church ahead of time, would you be prepared to welcome them? I tell churches that they shouldn't wait until they are prepared for every possible disability diagnosis before they start being welcoming. And that is true. But it's also true that we can welcome and support the families we have while also noticing who is missing. So in 2024, let's pray to the God of the harvest and be ready when he moves and brings these new families to our church. Okay, friends, that was 24 ideas to make your ministry stronger in 2024. But let me kind of lean into my bossy big sister energy for just a little bit and remind you of a few important things. Number one, these goals are for the whole year. So don't think you've got to get 24 things done in the next 24 days or even 24 weeks. You've got all year to spread them out. Uh, And Number two, many of these goals are meant to be collaborative. You may have to take the lead and get the ball rolling, but you don't have to take every implementation step on your own. And finally, remember that we do ministry out of our love for Christ and the Holy Spirit's work through us. We don't do ministry to earn his love. Ephesians 2.10 says, For He, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So what that tells me is that God has gone ahead of us in 2024, and he has laid out the good works that we will do. We can simply walk in them, taking each next right step. Thank you for listening today. I hope these ideas made you excited about the ministry year ahead. To make goal setting even more fun, we have created a bingo card with some of the ideas in this episode. You can find it on our social media platforms. It is the perfect size to share in your Facebook or Instagram stories. Okay. And one more step before you go, if you haven't subscribed yet, take a second to hit that subscribe button in whatever app you're using to listen to the podcast today. You don't want to miss everything that we have planned for you in 2024.